Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. And as much as this year was intended to all be questions from our live, lead, and love with the courage to be curious decks, and all of those questions are certainly applicable in this time, clearly the month of April has inspired me to take on some other questions, questions that seem apropos to what we're experiencing right now in this moment with, for many of us, home quarantining. And I was moved today in the middle of April here, as many of us have discovered that we will be staying healthy at home, hopefully for at least the next month, that students will not be going back to schools anytime in this school year, and we don't really know what will happen in the fall, is that we're looking at what is clearly going to be a longer time of a significant change in the way our lives are operating. And so I wanted to offer a question that I think it's important to keep asking ourselves again and again and again during this time. And the question that I want to pose is, what do I need now? Kind of simple, right? What do I need now? And we're going to go in and we're going to explore this question in this episode. So what do I mean by that? How do we ask it? Why do we ask it? When do we ask it? Uh, what does it mean to find, figure out the answer to that? So that's our question for today's episode is, what do I need now? So as I've been staying safe at home for over a month now, you know, I have found myself going through all these different cycles and phases, and mine are not going to match yours, but perhaps you have been through some of these or you're going through some series of your own. And so initially there was this like, all right, we can do this. We can all take one for the team and stay home and feels kind of weird. But at first it was like, all right, can do this. And what does it mean to hunker down? As I look back on those beginning phases, though, I think there was this sense of almost like holding my breath. Okay, well, we can do this for a little while and putting in place the things that I felt like I would need to make it through some short period of time and make some adjustments and get the energy going and think about, you know, oh, how could I make this work? And so there was a little bit of energy to it. As things started to go on longer, okay, all right, we're doing this, we're getting through, we're surviving, and people have survived worse. Whenever I go into moments like that, I don't know why my head goes here, but it goes to Nelson Mandela, 27 years in confinement in prison, in a prison cell that was not even really as long as he was. And I think about, okay, Nelson Mandela survived this much worse, much, much, much worse than what I'm surviving now. And so clearly I can do this. And what are the things that I'm going to draw upon in order to make this work? And you know, as it's gone on, then I loved seeing we started getting creative things all over 
you know, to counteract all of the news that we were getting, creative things that people were producing out there. And it's now been about a month and we're looking at least another month ahead of us and probably longer than that with some significant changes to our life. And so I have found that a really important question, a productively curious question to be asking myself again and again is what do I need now? And what I mean by that is that our needs are going to keep changing. So maybe at one point kind of, all right, you know, forming one kind of schedule or ramping up our energy to make it through was enough to get us through some period of time, but maybe we need something else now. Maybe we're starting to figure out how many connections with friends feel like the right connections, how much time alone feels like the right time, amount of time alone. What kinds of foods do I need? Now that my lifestyle and schedule is perhaps different, maybe my food intake needs to be different. How much physical exercise and physical movement, what kind can I get? What time of day? What do I need? Maybe I am normative to exercise in one time of day, and now it's like I'm realizing maybe something has changed. Maybe changing up the time of day that I do physical movement or changing up how many instead of a big workout at one point, maybe smaller movements and exercises make better sense now. In terms of, you know, if we have kids at home and things like that, what kind of schedule? Maybe it all felt like summer break in the beginning and then it started to sink in. Okay, you know, other things need to happen here and kids need to get their schoolwork. So, you know, what do I need now? What do we need now? And to recognize how important it is to stay present with that question and to stay present to the fact that the answer to that question is likely going to change many times as we cycle through different phases. What was the right answer for me at one stage of this is no longer the right answer at the next phase of this. And I need to keep asking myself the questions. So one example for me, because I I do like a lot of physical movement, in the beginning I was doing kind of one exercise experience in the morning and a different one in the evening, but they were both indoors. And then I realized, wow, I kind of need to see the light of day. And so what am I going to trade in in order to get that? In terms of when I eat, I typically ate on a particular schedule and I just noticed that that schedule needs to change, that my body is in a different rhythm. I may be waking up I was used to waking up at a certain time and getting my day going in a certain way. And then I sort of find that that's changing a little bit. My body rhythm is changing. And so what do I need now? What do we need as a family now? How much togetherness is the right amount of togetherness? How much separateness is the right amount of separateness? When we come together, you know, for many families, uh, I think people didn't always see each other a lot during the day. And so we didn't necessarily plan the time together. We just, all right, we have dinner, we let it happen. People all have their stuff to share and then they go off and they finish up their own things. But now that we're not all experiencing so much during the day, how, what kind of sharing do we have when we do come together? How do we have things to share? 
And so when we look at our family structures and our dynamics, what do we need now? When we look at our own energy, what do we need now? When we look at our own just movement needs and, and food and you know, rhythm of the day, what do we need now? When we look at our interactions with other people, what do we need now? And as I said, they'll keep changing, so it's good to keep asking. And I want to underscore all of this with, if we were the kind of people before this who didn't focus a lot on what do we need, we were just doing it. We were just going through the motions. We were just getting stuff done. Day, daily life was busy enough as it was that we didn't really either feel the need to or have the time to ask, what do I need? We got up. We took care of stuff. We moved on to the next thing. We went to work. We did whatever it is we had to do. Perhaps we never even paused for the question of what do I need now? It's almost becoming an imperative that we do that because we have all of this different kind of time that's putting a different weight and pressure on us. So if we've never really asked the question or we didn't ask it a lot, then sometimes it's difficult to listen to the answer. Well, how do I know what I need? If we're not habituated to asking that question, sometimes it almost seems like, well, I don't know. The first answer that comes up is, I don't know. And I know even when I work with clients, if they're not used to asking that question or being asked that question, when I say to them, what do you need? Very often the first answer is, I don't know. And good thing is, is I stay with the question. I say, well, let's think about it or let's feel it. Let's feel into it. What do we need? And typically what I'm encouraging people to do and I want to encourage on today's podcast is when we think about something, you know, what do I need in terms of the rhythm or schedule of my day? Or even more specific, what do I need in terms of sleep? Is then the invitation is to just get quiet. Just get quiet, maybe close the eyes and sit into that question, just asking it. Don't go searching for an answer. Don't busy the head trying to figure out the answer. Just get quiet and sit with the question. What do I need? what would be the best sleep pattern for me right now? Asking that question and then sit with it. And maybe you'll sit with it once for a few minutes. And I would encourage people to think about like, see if you could sit with that question for like a whole three to five minutes, just in quiet, maybe even set a timer on your phone so you know what three to five minutes is like. Because typically we, we might sit for 10 or 15 seconds and feel like it's forever. So sit with that question for three to five minutes and start to see what might arise. This is one way of being with the question and waiting to see. Another way of being with the question is to take open a journal. You know, what kind of sleep pattern would best suit me now? And just start to write and just see what happens. Again, set the timer for three to five minutes and just write about that. And very often when people sit and put pen to paper for a while or pencil to journal for a while, they're almost amazed at what emerges in the response. Perhaps you do this with a talking buddy. If you're like me, many things become clear for me when I start talking about them. And so maybe you get on the phone or one of those Zoom calls with somebody that you can talk about it with, or maybe there's someone in your house and you say, I really want to think about this question. Can you be my sounding board so that I can think about this question? I'm trying to think about what do I need now? What do I need now in terms of my food? What do I need now in terms of my activity? Or just what do I need now? 
And it's fine to ask the big question. You can ask a specific one or you can ask a big one. And so another way to listen for the answer is simply by hearing yourself talk it out loud. If you don't have a person to do that with, you can talk it into a recording. You can stand in front of a mirror. You can take a stuffed animal. You could take a picture um, of somebody that you care about and just talk out loud. And it is amazing when we start speaking what we hear ourselves suddenly saying that we didn't even know was in there. So this is how the listening happens. Is the listening happens by making space for it. And when we ask ourselves the question, what do I need? So we've now asked the question and we've also listened for the answer. The next phase of this is that starting to test it out and put it into some action. And I often find that particularly when there's so much that can be distracting and right now the news can be distracting or calls from friends or even my lineup of Zoom calls and things like that can be distracting, is that one of the most helpful things to do is to put it down on paper. What did I hear? And what would that mean in terms of how I might change something up? And remember that it's all an experiment. There's no right answer here. There's no place you're going to go on Google to say, what do I need now? Put it in and get the one singular answer that's going to apply for everybody or even the perfect one for you is that you're going to get an answer or some information and then you're going to put it down and you're going to try it. You're going to say, let me try this and experiment with this for a day, for a few days, for a week and see how it's working. And just like a scientist is, you know, making adjustments along the way, waking up at this time worked and eating this for breakfast worked, but putting my exercise here didn't work. Or, you know, talking to this person seems to get me off track and make it actually more difficult for me to do my work. Or this particular routine with my kids in the morning isn't quite working. How do I try something else? What, what can we, what do we need now? And what can I try? So putting something down on paper or on a whiteboard or on a flashcard or something that says, this is what I'm committed to trying and experimenting, seeing what works and then continuing to ask, and what do I need now? Do I need more of this that I've been doing and it's working great? Fantastic. Keep going. There's some tweak to it. And sometimes it's time for an overhaul. Okay, I've been doing that and I am bored and I'm going out of my mind or I'm getting antsy or I'm getting frazzled again or I'm just beginning to lose my mind from this. And if we get to those extreme states, those states of like, I am so frustrated, I am ready to lose it or I'm irritated every day or I can feel myself sinking to a depression. When we get to those places, the answer to what do I need now is typically something that's pretty significantly different from what we've got going on now. When we feel that building up of tension, it's probably time for a more dramatic change to something. Because there's this very fascinating thing, the way that our body responds to things changing up. Surprise, and there's this great book called Surprise um, that's all about the, the science and understanding of surpriseology is what they call it. And um, that really talks about how we respond to things that are novel and things that are different. 
So if I'm at that place where things are building up and it's like, what do I need now? I need something that's shaken up my system. So if I've been doing something the same way, it's like, how do I turn that and how do I flip it on its head? How do I add in something that has never been there before? How do I find a way to introduce some surprise or novelty or something dramatically different than what I've got? Because the bot, it actually, when we do that, it activates the pleasure centers in our brain and it makes us feel better. We like surprise. We like novelty. We like that kind of thing. And um, especially in this where our physical environments are same day in and day out, and so many other things might be, the people that we're seeing might be the same day in and day out, is we got to find some fun way to shake it up. So if there's something we're like not habituated to do, but all right, let me take down, I'm not a cook, but I'm going to go try to make recipes I've never made before. Or I'm not somebody who sees myself as an artist, but I am suddenly going to pull something out and go try to draw or paint or do something. Or I saw this fabulous um, article, and as many of you know, I love the Good News Network, and I subscribe to get their emails. And this family that took chalk, uh, sidewalk chalk, and they literally sat and colored the bricks of their house, every single brick, the colors of the rainbow using chalk. They started at the ground and they got ladders and they went all the way, all the way up to the top of their house, like a row home-ish type house. And they literally colored every single brick in the house rainbow color. Probably not something most of us are doing on a daily basis, but they found something to do that got them excited and got them energized and it was novel and it got them outside and it was something that then people came and took pictures of and even at a social distancing level generated some excitement. So if you are feeling that stuck thing, and what do I need now? It's like, you might need something big. You might need to go color the bricks on your house or find a wall in your house. I just said to my daughter, why don't you go paint a mural on the wall to your bedroom? You know, do something that might be a little bit more radical, something you would never consider doing because your brain will love it. And so will your spirit and it will help keep things juiced up and moving on. So what do you need now? I encourage you to keep asking that question, this amazingly productively curious question, what do I need now? And then listen deeply for the answers. Commit to taking some action. And the bigger and bolder that you go, the more energy you will get from your response. And if you come up with really cool things like coloring all of the bricks on your house, the colors of the rainbow, send me an email, send me a picture. I would love to hear about it. Adina at courage to be curious.com. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you're interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.